This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking, a show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. Hey, today our guest is the host of MPB's Southern Remedy, Relative Speaking. That's right, Dr. Susan Buttress is in the house, and she's here to discuss Mississippi Thrive, a child health and development summit happening next week in Jackson, and the importance of this event and others like it. Plus, Michelle and I will talk about the latest headlines in the weekly roundup. And if you'd like to be part of the show, well, we want to hear from you. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can always email us at marshall at mpbonline.org. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. can be just what the doctor ordered. Take the greats, Ella, Coltrane, Dinah, Miles, and Monk. Mix in the contemporary giants like Shure, Rittenauer, Crawl, Malone, and Benson. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Hey, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We actually have been given an absolutely gorgeous day out there. Hope you're enjoying it. Man, I tell you what, tough weekend. We'll touch on that in just a second. My name's Marshall Ramsey, in case you were guessing. I know you're probably thinking, I've heard that guy's voice somewhere before. Thank you for being part of the show. And, of course, we want you to be part of the show. And you can always give us a call at 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING. Look, we got a great guest today, and you probably know her. Of course you know her, because she's part of the family. She's no stranger to MPV, and of course she's the host of Southern Remedy Series, Relatively Speaking, which airs every Tuesday morning at 10. I miss her. She used to be on the show before me. Dr. Susan Buttress is in the house, and I tell you what, I always love seeing her first thing. You know, that's before Deep South Dining took the slot and you got moved around. But I'd always see her and always got to say, hello, how you doing? And so this is kind of neat. It's kind of like a reunion. Anyway, well, she's here to talk about UMMC's Mississippi Thrive Child Health and Development Summit. It's actually this Thursday coming up, and we're going to talk about that, too. And we'll talk about her a little bit about her life, too, because she's a pretty fascinating person, too. But first, we've got Michelle's highlight in history. Hello, Michelle. Hello, hello, hello. I think you survived the storm. Okay. I, yeah, we were we survived it together here at MPB. Everybody snuggled down. And oh, no, no. Y'all are, produ- y'all are providing important content around yes, the state. We, that's what we do. And speaking of that, good mm-hmm. segue, you didn't know you did. I didn't. Um, I didn't know you did it. We want to thank Everyone who gave and became sustaining members last week. Mm-hmm. If you up your sustaining uh, prescription, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> prescribe. Uh, yes, MPB. if you um, up your sustaining uh, contribution or became a sustainer last week, thank you so much. We appreciate every penny that you give because we know it is your money and you need it. And but you realized how important MPB is to you. And again, we want to say thank you. All over the state, we had Texas, we had Alabama, we had, I think, New York. We had people from all over becoming uh, sustaining members here at MPB, and we love that. And that's due to our um, app, our streaming live. You don't have to live in Mississippi to get MPB Think Radio, so that's wonderful. And again, thank you everyone that's listening and everyone that gave. Well, you know, we produce great content both on the television and radio side, but I tell you what, when the rubber hits the road, meets the road, like last Friday, when you needed us, we were there. And the reason we were there is because of you. So we want to say thank you. Yes, we do. We do. Speaking of uh, thanks, today is a wonderful day. It's a beautiful spring day. And Dr. Butchers is going to tell us a lot more about what's going on event-wise. But today is is Earth Day. And a lot of people say, what what is Earth Day? Earth Day actually marks the anniversary of the birth of the modern environmental movement. Now, it gave a voice to the emerging consciousness, channeling the energy of the anti-war protest, protest movement and putting environmental concerns, of course, on the front 
front page. Now, actually, April 22nd, 1970 was the first day of the of the National Observance of Earth, Earth Day, which is very interesting. Also on April 22nd, Bar- this is very interesting to me, of course. Barbara Walters became the first female nightly network news anchor on the Today Show on April 2nd, 1976. And April 22nd uh, in 1994, Richard M. Nixon, the 37th president of the United States, died at a New York, New York hospital four days after suffering a stroke. He was 81 years old. I remember the cartoon I drew for that. It's mm. so funny. It seems like it was yesterday. Wow. And I was always wondering, like over the weekend, we had the Mueller report and all the things coming out political. And I was thinking, I wonder what he'd be thinking about all this. <laughs> he'd be thinking, I could have gotten away with it, by golly. Wow. But anyway, yeah, fascinating. He was a very complex character, to say the least. So tell you what, there's a lot of folks around the state of Mississippi that are hurting today. And I uh, just wanted to just say that we're thinking about you, you know, it's more than the thoughts and prayers. I've always had this thing that I always talk about, you know, before you can get out of the rubble, when a tornado hits, there will be a church van in your front driveway full of people with chainsaws and casseroles. I did a book called that just for that reason. But uh, we've had just a ton of tornadoes in the last week. And last time I saw it was like 33. It may be more than that now, because I know the National Weather Service is out in the field doing more investigations. But a lot of people were affected. Friday was just crazy. I mean, they were everywhere. There were just tornadoes. There were like two tornadoes hitting a town at once. And, you know, I mean, I know that's part of spring. That's what we do around here. But it's been particularly rough this spring. And I just wanted to say that our hearts are going out to everybody who's affected, because one minute you're sitting there and you hear the sirens or you hear your phone go off or you hear somebody on television. The next minute, you know, all your life is spread all over a field and you feel lucky to be alive. And so there was an awful lot of that. I know I was at work on Friday. I decided to go home early because my family was home because school, they were off for Good Friday. And so I went home. I was Thursday. It was Thursday. Good grief. Can't get the day. Yeah, because I took Friday off. So we're Thursday. I took off early and went home and a tornado passed right to the east of our house. And so there was one point where I heard one of the local TV weathermen sitting there calling out street names nearby me. And I threw everybody into the bathroom with their helmets on. And I just looked out the window and you could see the trees doing things that I hadn't seen really do since Hurricane Katrina. And we were lucky. I mean, obviously, we had some limbs down and not much damage. But um, nearby, there was a lot of damage. And of course, all around the state. And so we just want to throw that out there. I would say our, and, and the sad thing is, I think it's going to happen all again. We're going to have some thunderstorms coming on Thursday. Uh, so keep your just Keep weather aware. Keep your eye out there. And also, too, and if you get an opportunity to be able to help, do that. And Because that's what we do in Mississippi. You know, we catch a lot of grief. Oh, yeah, we're 51st and everything. But you know what? When it comes to being there for people when disaster strikes, we're number one. And our hearts are huge. And definitely we saw a lot of that going on over the weekend. So just want to let you know, thank you for all those who did that and, and stepped up. Um, on a personal front, I got uh, this book over the weekend. I'm holding it up. Of course, look into your speaker. You can see it. It's called The Matriarch. It's it's a biography of Barbara Bush. It's by Susan Page, who's the lead political reporter for USA Today. And I was in church on Sunday, and a person came up to me and tapped me on the shoulder and said, your cartoon is in the book. I went, what? And, of course, I did the Barbara Bush cartoon, and that was a big thing last year, actually about a year ago at this point. And so, I, sure enough, I bought the book, looked at it, and there it is, about the size of a postage stamp in there, and it talks about the, the cartoon and what it meant to the family and everything. So I thought that was kind of cool, too. Yeah, that was nice. So that was, that was cool. It'll live on. You know, what you do lives on and never goes away. Yeah, and you Thursday know. night, I get to roast Ronnie Agnew. Yeah, it's not going to be fun. Oh, it'll I be really our, fun. Yeah, he's been our, my boss twice, so that's going to really work out well. It's on our uh, MPB events calendar. If mm-hmm. you'd like to know about those events and others, about the event we're going to talk about today with Dr. Susan Buttress and others yeah. all around the state, if you log on to mpbonline.org slash events, you can see uh, the roast, yeah. the uh, behavioral um, event that's happening this week, and all other events that's happening throughout the state of Mississippi. Well, I tell you, it's really uh, tough to roast your boss, mm-hmm. but what I'm going to do is I'm going to do several cartoons and do it like the Mueller report. I'm going to redact all the information that'll get me fired. So even though the captions will be will be horribly suggestive and very embarrassing, you will not see a picture because you know what? I like this job and I would like to continue keeping it. Well, I talked to him uh, Friday. We had lunch and we were laughing and I said, well, someone's getting roasted in this room. I don't know who it is, but someone's going to be roasted in this room. But I said, how do you feel? 
what are you going to wear? You know, I was interviewing him. He was like, I'm fine. I'm cool. I'm just going to take it all in. I said, you know, it's all going to be in fun. But he said, you know, it's for a good cause. Yeah. And so um, that's why he. I, I will be the actual roast master this year. Usually I'm on the panel. And a couple of years ago, they actually roasted me. Mm-hmm. And so I had to sit there and listen to people insult me mm-hmm. for about an hour and a half, which was just a lot of fun. That's un- is that unusual for your from your regular life? <laughs> Really, actually, no. I, and See, I'm starting already. Well, huh? no, no, they were actually kind, which is a little bit different. But it, the the governor came and requested to come, and he showed mm. a bunch of cartoons of him killing me over oh, and over wow. and over and over. And oh, I thought God. they were kind of funny, but then I thought, hmm, I don't know. Is he serious? <laughs> maybe, is he, you know, maybe I don't I know. should worry about this. I don't wait, know. wait, doctor, we have a uh, psychologist. You know, that, that's doctor. Is no, he, was no, he no, doing no. passive aggressiveness? On now, the, there's a Goldwater the... rule. She cannot. She cannot help diagnose sitting politicians. <laughs> Yes, you can. I'm going to be very quiet right now. It's the Goldwater rule. It is. It <laughs> honestly hilarious. came after the 68 election. So yeah. there you go. So, so we need him on the couch talking about what these uh, cartoons meant. Oh, I know exactly what they meant. <laughs> <laughs> There's no diagnosis. I don't think he likes me drawing cartoons about them, but that's okay. That's what that's I do. Funny. That was funny. But it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward. I know Ronnie's going to have a good time with it. It's yeah. for the Mississippi Press Association, yeah, right. and it does scholarships to help train future journalists. And I saw this poll over the weekend that is talking about the most endangered jobs. And news reporter is number three in front of taxi drivers and loggers. Yeah. Which I'm thinking, I was going to become a logger. So <laughs> now I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah, and broadcasters is like number eight. Uh, I know. Well, you know, with podcasts and streaming and um, digital media, I, I talk to a lot about um, sales. And we don't do that here with our underwriting. But in commercial radio, sales in radio, it's going, it's, it's changing. Yeah. How do you, especially with Instagram and uh, Facebook and people can advertise uh, by, you know, for free. Sure. How do you sell a radio ad? <laughs> it's kind of challenging. Well, and I mean, the thing is radio and newspaper and traditional media, of course, does a broadcast. Mm-hmm. And that, the nice thing about Mississippi, I mean, Mississippi Today, which I'd work for, and MPB, is that, of course, we can, you know, we have great content and we have the online component here, too, mm-hmm. which is huge. But um, some of the f- other folks that didn't figure out how to, to figure out the modern changes, right. they're in trouble. Because, right. like I said, you know, because of Facebook and because you can target people so specifically. Mm-hmm. And so, but, you know, the thing we've got going for us here at MPB and number one, we have great listeners like you. Thank you for being part of the show. But also, too, we have great content. I was about to say, and really, content, content is king. It's totally different. You, I, I have to say again that um, with producing and talking to so many people throughout the country to be guests on our shows, you know what? One thing they say all that's similar. They never get information like this in any other state. Right. Our shows are totally organic to Mississippi. Yeah. They're different, and they don't hear anything like this on the radio anywhere else. And that just makes me smile from ear to ear. It makes me feel good about what I do every day. And that's the truth. We, one of, we promote Mississippi at its best. Right. One of my favorite authors is Willie Morris, uh, not only because I got to meet him and it just he was a wonderful guy, but also, too, he had this uh, wonderful ability of creating sense of place in his writing. And that's what we do here at MPB. You know and feel like Mississippi when you listen to this show. And, and, it, and, it, and you're right, because, I mean, I've lived in San Diego, I've lived in Texas, I've lived in California, San Diego, and I've lived in Georgia, I've lived in Tennessee. Nobody had as good a local content as what we have here. And I'm on both sides, on the radio and the television side. I mean, I sit there, of course, I have a show on MPB television, too. And I'm biased, but I sit there and I watch, you know, I mean, Mississippi Roads, which is now going national Mm -hmm. because it's so well done. I think pound for pound, every dollar that you give to us is completely multiplied in the in the quality of the content that we produce. And I mean, I'm very proud to be part of this deal. Really am. I'm very proud of our next guest, too, because she's fantastic. She's a friend, too, but uh, she's a friend to all of you because you, of course, listen to her on Tuesdays and host a Southern Remedies series, Relatively Speaking. We have, of course, the one, the only Dr. Susan Buttress here, and she's going to be talking a little bit about UMMC's Mississippi Thrive Child Health and Development Summits coming up this Thursday, and you can hear all about it next. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Take the greats, Ella, Coltrane, Dinah, 
Miles, and Monk. Mix in the contemporary giants like Shure, Rittenauer, Crawl, Malone, and Benson. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I tell you what, our guest is no stranger to MPB. She's, of course, a friend of the show, host of Southern Remedies series, Relatively Speaking, which airs Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Dr. Susan Buttress, <laughs> well, I don't know where I was going with that, is here to share the information about UMMC's Thrive Child Health and Development Summit coming up. And, of course, a little bit about herself, too. Dr. Buttress, it's always good to see you. Oh, thank you. It's a delight to be here. I do miss seeing you I know. on it's Mondays, like but Monday. I listen. You yes, listen, you listen to the show? Wow. When I can, I do. I, okay. I really enjoy it. You just it. tell your patients, get out of my office. i got to listen to Marshall leave Ramsey. and, yeah, no, I don't do that. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, okay, you make them wait in the waiting room and read old magazines, and then you're saying, okay, the show's over, now you can come in. No, no, I don't do that. But I tell you what, you're a friend. You're not only a friend to many listeners, of course, to MPB, but you're a friend to a lot of parents, too, who might come in and not know, you know, their child. They don't understand what's going on. They don't, you know, you can only Google so much in this world, you know, and you have had a history for many years of being able to give answers and to give comfort to, to, and so congratulations on that. That really, you make a difference. Well, I thank you. And I'll, um, before we go further though, the show is Tuesdays at 11. At 11? At 11. Boy, I tell you what, my script is just lying to me today. (laughs) Sorry about that. Yeah. Do not listen at two. Yeah. Don't listen at 10. You can listen at 10, but. So you're in the afternoon. I should know that. 11 o'clock. 11. Okay. So that's, um, mountain time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> 10 o'clock mountain time. Sorry, I'm on mountain time right now. But I And let me guess, your name is not really Susan Buttress, right? <laughs> you got the name right. That was really good. Well, I did at least once. And for your for the listeners, um, we really do know each other, I promise. Oh, we do. Um, oh, we do. <laughs> I know. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited to talk about the Child Health and too. Development Summit yeah. and everything surrounding it. Um I will say mm-hmm. that um, my life has changed a little bit over the last few years because I retired from full-time work um, in 2017. Did you really? I did. But as my husband puts it, I failed retirement. And yeah. so I am back at UMC, and my major thrust is working on, um, of course, behavioral mental health, but more in an advocacy um Standpoint. I'm working on this um, Mississippi Thrive project, yeah. um, mainly, and continuing to see some patients. Let's talk about you a little yeah. bit. Uh, okay. Now, okay. When you when you got started, and I mean, at what point you said, you know, no, I want to go into medical school, or I want to go uh, study this, but I want to really want to focus on kids. Tell tell us a little bit about that process. How did you become you? <laughs> It's it's really kind of straightforward. When I was in high school, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Really? I really did. Loved animals, loved everything about them, loved nurturing them. I grew up in a family of eight. And so there were lots of kids around all the time. I had like uh, 50 cousins. And so wow. when we gathered, um, I just liked people in general. And then when I got uh, to college, I decided, no, I really wanted to do um, medicine and I wanted to be a pediatrician. So there was no doubt from the very start that I wanted to take care of kids. And so I did. I um, went to college um, the first year, had fun, Mm -hmm. like everybody else. And then I went, okay, wait, I have to get serious. Where'd you go to college? Mississippi State. Did you really? I did. I did. And then I went to medical school at Ole Miss. Okay. So So you're conflicted every um, every single ball game. It's like... 
Not, well, actually, when Mississippi State plays anybody else or when Ole Miss plays anybody else. Exactly. But then when they play each other, it's sort of a conflict. But yeah, Thanksgiving's rough. Yeah. So, um, and and most of my family, because my dad went to Mississippi State, um, roots for Mississippi State. Okay. So that's the way we are. So then I went to med school, did um, a pediatric residency here, and then um, partially in Texas and Galveston, and then did some post-grad study at the Boeing Center in Tennessee um, in Memphis on developmental behavioral. And uh, after I practiced in private practice for a while and decided developmental behavioral peds was really where I wanted to be. And so my heart is in um, getting kids to the point that they can be their very best. Yeah. That's, that should be all of our goals. And, and you know, what I've found over the years, Marshall, is when I hear people say, oh, the parents just need to do do the job. <laughs> well, that's true to some degree. But, you know, the old adage, it takes a village, is absolutely true. And sometimes parents need help. Right. Oh, right. No doubt, because, you know, you think about it, you, you drive a car, you get a license. If you want to fish, you got to get a license. And there's usually some training involved in there's those things. some training. Man, when I had my first son, I mean, he is a great kid, and he's about to turn 19, and he's very well adjusted. And I give a lot of that credit to his mother because I had no clue what to do. I mean, I was like, I remember putting him in the car from the hospital. <laughs> that was the most terrifying drive home. It was like 30 minutes of fear. What have I done? What, have I, I, yeah. what do I do? Yeah. I'm just what like, I'm do? now responsible for somebody else. And so when, it, as a parent, when something happens that doesn't seem to be, and I'm doing finger quotes here, normal, you don't know where to turn. So it's nice to have somebody like you who not only is very good at what you do, but you're also very caring and compassionate too, because man, I, you're sitting in the waiting room going, I don't know what, what what's next. Right. Yeah. Well, and one thing that a lot of parents and individuals don't realize is that when you look at all the different developmental issues that can happen from speech language delays mm-hmm. to temper tantrums to some sensory issues and attentional problems and learning difficulties and just toilet training, almost every child has some issue that comes up in the realm of development and behavior. So we call it instead of normal, typical or non-typical. And honestly, I, I, I have to say very few kids fit in that just absolutely typical box all the time. Right. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they they fall out of of that norm or that typical and parents need some help and the kids often need some help. Yeah, it's tough too because I mean you think about like the autism spectrum, which you know, it used to be oh, you're high functioning, you're you have Asperger's and everything now. Now it's just like the thing is pretty much it's the length huge. of the country. It is. It is. Yeah. And that's why now The numbers say around one in 67 children will have autism spectrum disorder. And so the, yeah, the statistics are huge. And for boys, it's like, it's near one in, I believe, 59, 57. So um, boys more commonly than girls. And like you said, the spectrum is so broad from the most severe who who don't have speech language and don't interact at all socially to the very mild who has superior intelligence, who is a, seeming a little quirky and maybe has some social issues and, you know, ends up being some incre- incredible um, employee uh, for, for a firm that needs that brainiac help. Yeah. So it's it is such a broad spectrum. So you do kind of help parents get strategies too to be able to get the kids through these different stages, right? Yeah. At our Center for the Advancement of Youth, where um, our our developmental behavioral help is based at UMMC, is where we have psychologists, social workers. Um, Speech therapist, occupational therapist, psychiatrist, um, just the whole gamut now. And we've expanded greatly because finally people are understanding, and I'm talking about medical personnel, um, the administrators, but also uh, the community at large is getting it that that there's a huge need and we need to do better right. at 
at very early intervention. That's the key right there. Absolutely the key to get it early. If you wait until a child enters school at six, uh, then that child is already behind. And so it's really important for Mississippi to take uh, good attention to the fact that um, do it now. If you have a concern, help now. And, you know, even prevention is better than than the intervention. So if you can prevent, can't prevent everything. Right. There's some things you can prevent, but those that you can't, if you intervene early, you can make a big difference. You know, I was just thinking about just, of course, raising three boys. And I, I think about the things that they experienced now growing up that, that we never did. Um, I mean, everything from screens to social media uh, to some of the pressures. I mean, they, it's really a tough time to be a kid right now. There's so much thrown at them. Yeah. And at, you know, a million miles an hour, uh, it's not like you can sit back and digest one fact or bite um, before another one comes at you. Yeah. They're being thrown at you continually. And so somebody has to help the children filter out what they should be listening to and what they shouldn't. Right. And, of course, parents, we, being parents, we need to engage and be part of their lives. That's right. That's important. That's right. Uh, you know, you were at the director of the Child Development Clinic for, what, 26 years? I was, yes. Wow. Yeah. So there are a lot of grown-ups running around Mississippi right now that love you. <laughs> They're like, thank you. Do you hear that you hear from people that, you know, as they're grown up, do they get back in touch with you and say, hey, thank you? I do. That's cool. um, It is awesome. And I'll have to tell you a little story that happened to me last year. I was doing a presentation to a group of social workers at a a state meeting. And I noticed this woman in the back of the room was smiling at me and kind of waved. And I, I smiled and waved back, and I thought she looked familiar. And at the end of the presentation, um, I was talking about how important social workers can be in a child's life and that sometimes it just takes that one person to save them and and how necessary. Sometimes it's not the parents. Sometimes it's. It's an outsider, a social worker, a teacher, a preacher, a, you know, just a next door neighbor or somebody decides to be a, a, champion. a, a champion for that child. Yeah. And she came up at the end of the presentation and she said, Dr. Buttress, do you remember me? And I looked at her and I said, you look so familiar. And she told me who she was. And I said, oh, yes, I remember you. And then she said, I just had to tell you, you were that person. You saved me. And I almost lost it there. And I told her, honestly, she made my year. Um, You know, you don't always hear the, the end result of everything that you do. And when you know you've touched one person, I'm getting teary on this, when you know that you've touched one person, um, it can make such a difference to you. Um, it's such a reinforcer. So I know many of you out there have somebody to thank, um, not me, but somebody else in your life. I will tell you, do it. It means a lot. It does. And it bolsters you. I'll mm-hmm. tell you, it gave me that energy. You know, sometimes you feel like, why, why can't I make a difference? So it bolsters you to realize that you've touched somebody and maybe you should keep trying. Gives you a mo- little bit of motivation to swing the legs out of the bed and hit the floor That's every day. That's it. That's it. Well, we got a lot of things to talk about. I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break and we'll return. We'll continue our conversation with Dr. Susan Buttress about the Mississippi Thrive and Child health and development summit i can't wait to hear about that as well if you have a question or comment for you you know the drill give us a call at 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 you can email us at mpb marshall at mpbonline.org hey stay tuned this is now you're talking on mpb think radio Running a business requires smart decisions every day. Make a good decision for your company today and reach MPB listeners through MPB program underwriting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. 
Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. If you're just joining us, our guest today is the one and only, the very famous, the wonderful Dr. Susan Buttress, host of Southern Remedy Series, Relatively Speaking. You can hear it at 11 o'clock on Tuesdays. Um, used to be able to hear it before this show, and I miss seeing you every Monday. Yeah, was, same here. Oh, it's so much fun seeing you every day. Anyway, you can get a question or comment for her, or you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can always drop us an email at marshall at mpbonline.org. Um, I tell you what, without further ado, let's talk a little bit about the event that's coming up on Thursday and Friday. It's the Mississippi Thrive Child Health and Development Summit. That right. sounds pretty cool. Right. Yeah. We're really, really excited about it. Um, it's all it's all going on because we want to highlight some work that we're doing in Mississippi. It's a joint project between the University of Mississippi Medical Center, uh, our Center for the Advancement of Youth, and the Social Science Research Center at Mississippi State. Um, and uh, it's a grant that we received from the Health Resource Services Administration, HRSA, a federal group, um, to help enhance um, early developmental screening and then linkage to services for children birth to six. So as we were talking about earlier, right. um, it is so very important to try to discover early any kind of developmental or behavioral problems, mental health issues that that young children have, the earlier you intervene, the better off that child will be. So, um, you know, Mississippi actually has done a great job with universal hearing screening. So we started that. We were one of the very first states in the nation to screen all children born in uh, birthing centers across the state. University of Mississippi Medical Center, General Hospital has done a great job, Baptist Hospital here. Um, All our big hospitals, Tupelo, North Mississippi, um, all of those hospitals at birth, I believe it's 200 or more kids a year, screen children early. So what we found Mm -hmm. is if you screen them early, you find out they can't hear, you correct the hearing, you do a cochlear implant, you do what you need to do. Those children are far better off than if discovered late. Unfortunately, we don't do as well with screening children in general for developmental behavioral problems. We were sort of at the bottom of the rung, unfortunately, and only around 11% of our children were getting formal screening from birth to... 11%? 11%. Wow. The formal. Now, a lot of children receive what we call surveillance, where you eyeball the child, you ask a few questions, mm-hmm. the healthcare provider does, and they say yay or nay you look okay okay go on but what we found is even the best pediatricians sometimes miss the mark right so what we're trying to do is highlight the need for doing a formal screener at least at the times that are highlighted in what's called bright futures it's sort of the bible of what we should be doing in early child development and that's at nine months 18 months 24 months, and then 30 or 36 months. So um, now, Bright Futures doesn't go as far to say as every child should then get a yearly screening, but we believe that. I will just say that, that um, you might even miss some developmental issues at, at 36 months. With that said... Unfortunately, we also found that um, about when children enter kindergarten, um, when a survey was done on uh, to kindergarten teachers, and they were asked how many children were ready when they hit the door for kindergarten, either academically or behaviorally. Guess how many kids were not ready? Seventy percent. No, not that bad. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. okay, so the good news is no, it was good. only 48%. 48%, but that's, still, that's a huge number. That's a, that's, huge a number of kids. that's a scary number of kids who weren't ready. 
So why, um, I mean, why is that? Is it? I mean, not to, to be mean to parents or anything, but is it because they're not hearing? They're not being read to. They're not hearing language. They're not hearing. They're not getting the kind of touches and exposure. The parents both may need to work. They may be putting in daycare all day, and that's they're not getting the stimulus at daycare. I mean, what are some of the causes behind that? You just mentioned several of them. Okay, um, you're you're dead on. You know, we have a lot of single parents out there. Yeah. many of them work more than one job. Um, we also have a lot of individuals who are living in extreme poverty. Um, the parents don't have books in the home. Right. Um, some of the parents can't read, or if they can, they don't because they don't have time, or maybe they feel that they're depressed. You know, you, you mentioned something earlier in the show about um, parents um, not getting a license to parent and so and i'm not advocating that per se no 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 we don't need a license to parent (laughs) right but but unfortunately you know back in the old days you grew up in a home with your your uh your parents you had your parents right there next to you telling you what to do Mm -hmm. Uh, you might have even had your grandmother there helping or an aunt or an uncle um, nowadays, you know, with our mobile society, we don't have that. And sure, you so, don't even know your neighbors anymore. Right, yeah. right. And so, um, unfortunately, um, there's not a lot of that support out there. So, one part of our project yes. um, is to promote parent literacy. You may mm-hmm. have heard on um MPB, we've had some some little vignettes about the importance of reading and talking to your child, the importance of play and interacting with your child. So we're trying to increase literacy. We're trying to go around to um, pediatricians' offices and talk to them about the importance of developmental screening, going into child care centers. Yeah. So all that's a piece of our project. And so on Thursday... Um, we have some national experts coming in, um, a pediatrician who has um, has been a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. She's written several books about early child development and, and appropriate child care for our children. We also have a dignitary coming in from Alabama who has done just, they have done amazing things in Alabama with early child development and developmental screening. And then that's Jenna Ross. And then we have Marissa Kaiser. Mm-hmm. And this is exciting from the Bezos Foundation, the Jeff Bezos yeah. of Amazon. Um, she leads their Varum project. Oh, I like that name. Yeah, isn't it? Varum. Yeah, Varum. I love it. And it's a program that the the foundation has put together. Jackie Bezos, uh, Jeff Bezos's mother, has led this piece, and um, they have a program that they've developed for parents and child caregivers um, to download onto their smartphones, so that they can then get. Um, they get daily feedback on ways you can stimulate your child's really? development. With no tools, all you need is yourself. Um, so you can go into a grocery store and do a learning moment. You can walk down the street and count your steps as you're skipping uh, down the street. There's so many things you can do without any fancy electronic toys or, you know, battery run things. Which, you know, it seems like a lot of parents, and I mean, I've been guilty of this, so I'm not pointing fingers. A lot of times it's easy to park your kid in front of a screen. It's easy. And you're not you're not doing your kid any favors when you do that, are no, you? No, you're not. No. There's some research that has shown that we really may do, be doing our child's uh, children um, a major dis disservice. Hey, it's messing with me. I can only yeah. imagine what it does yeah. to a kid. Yeah, I mean, look around at the number of parents who are looking at their phones and not at their kids. Yeah. Um, and so, okay. uh, as I, as I yeah. turn around in shame, yeah. but well, you know, I mean, you do it. You get it's addicted to easy. it. Easy. And what you have to do is is find time to put that. Uh, electronic device down and also limit children. And so that's part of what we're doing. We're talking a lot. I know we talk about an app on a smartphone, but it, that app encourages you to To go analog. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it does. It really does. And so, you know, I think the summit, the other thing that we're doing, and I, I, 
I found that you have to get to this at some point, the economics. We'll be yeah. talking about the economics of early discovery and how you can change the ultimate outcome of a child um, to become a productive adult, to... Um, to interface better socially, uh, to give return back to our state mm-hmm. if we spend the money early rather than later. You know, a lot of money used to be uh, spent on inpatient mental health. Yeah. Um, what we found is we need to stop that. We need to move the money to the beginning of any kind of mental or behavioral health, and then you won't need all that inpatient service. You know, and I'd have to think that that would get your average legislature's attention. We because are I'm trying because we live yes. in this time of tight budgets and yes. so forth, and yes. you know, and so it does. When you can say, oh, "Not only is this good for kids, but this is also good for the coffers," yes, and that, that tends to get attention. Uh, yeah, and we actually have invited our legislators this um, Thursday. Yeah, is, Thursday. Where is it at? Yeah, by the way? it's at the Civil Rights Museum. Oh, what a great facility! Um, it's yeah. a beautiful facility. We're really excited. We we'll have lunch. Um, the cost is is low. Um, um, we would love for anyone to come. There's continuing ed hours out there yeah. for nurses and physicians and social workers and psychologists and the like. But we also have invited our legislators to come mm-hmm. to listen because we'll be talking about the economic impact and how much money we can really save we could change if we would pay attention to our children and take really good care of those very young children. We can change the face of Mississippi. I'm certain of that. Wow. That's yeah. that's really powerful, too. This is a two-day event. Can you go to one a day or the other a day if you can't attend yeah, both? Day, day one is primarily what I just talked about. Right. Um, day two is our state uh, American Academy of Pediatrics okay. chapter mm-hmm. meeting. And um, certainly you're invited to come if you'd like to hear what day two emphasizes are the many issues that happen if you don't pay attention to early child development because it doesn't just affect behavioral health or mental health, it also affects physical health. And so including obesity, diabetes, asthma, cardiovascular disease. And so we'll be talking about how early we are seeing those diseases and disorders in children now, unfortunately. Kids with heart disease. Yeah. That that just blows my mind. Hypertension. Yeah. Children with hypertension and early diabetes, not the juvenile diabetes, but type 2 diabetes that happens often when um, you've had chronic um, obesity uh, is happening earlier and earlier. That's incredible. Well, we're going to take our final break and we return. We'll wrap up our conversation with Dr. Susan Buttress. And if you have any questions or comments for you, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email us at marshall at mpbonline.org. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. MPB would like to thank Daniel, Coker, Horton, and Bell and the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance for underwriting MPB programs. Your company can be an underwriter, too. Find out more. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We have a caller, and we'll get to the caller in just a second. Of course, Susan Buttress is in the studio. She's host of Southern Remedy Series, Relatively Speaking. Uh, and we've been talking a little bit about Mississippi Thrive, too. Uh, it's coming up this Thursday, and we'll get all the information to you in just a second on how you can be part of it, too. And, of course, we're talking a lot about, you know, basically early childhood development and how important it is to to be on top of things early, how not only is it great for the kid, but it's also great for the state as a whole. And so a bit of fascinating show. And of course, if you want to give us a call, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You know, talk a little bit more about early brain development in children and why it's so important. We've been talking about that. You catch it early. It's great. Um, But, you know, a lot of parents, sometimes they just don't know. 
Right. And that's why we think it's just so important to get the message out and let people know that yeah. that critical period that actually birth to three is is majorly critical when the brain weight is tripling. It goes from, um, you know, a little baby infant head to almost the full size, three times the birth weight yeah. um, size. Uh, by the time they're three, and then by five, the brain is almost complete to adult size. And then what we're doing is setting up the pathway, the the bigger, better pathways, and kind of honing things up. Yeah, we're not done completely until about twenty-one or twenty-five, uh, maybe for guys. Huh. But um, so I'm I'm pretty much lost <laughs> at this point. <laughs> You're done, but you can still enhance your brain. Oh, good. I need to. You can't. Especially with Alzheimer's in my family. I definitely need that. I want to jump in here right quick. I just had a phone call, and uh, someone asked a question, and I wanted you to clarify what you said. He did say that he heard the tail end of you Uh, saying uh, that um, intervention in mental health um, in-house, in hospitals, needs to be taken away no i didn't mean god exactly i explained to him but i told him you will explain further oh no 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 we know some inpatient stays are needed and we know that some there are some individuals unfortunately who who need to be institutionalized and i do apologize i i caught myself i should have corrected i caught myself saying things that needed to go away i meant the major emphasis on inpatient stay if we intervene early many of those individuals who were hospitalized a few uh, years ago would not have to have had the hospitalization or the long-term residential stay. But absolutely, in fact, we have a child unit at UMC that is used, and I have referred children there. So Please um, understand that I did not mean for it to go away. So thank you for calling in and having me clarify that. I appreciate it. You and I talked about something when we were during the break. And, you know, you were, we were talking about people calling and sometimes how, you know, a lot of people will call and tell you all about it, won't, won't tell about their bowel movements, but nobody wants to talk about mental health. And that's something that really needs to change is that stigma needs to be removed because there's so many people out there that are walking through some really tough times that are afraid to mention it because, you know, you get cancer, everybody's there behind you. Oh, yeah. You get a heart attack, you know, they bring you casseroles. But but you have mental, you know, your brain's broken. You won't even go seek help because you're afraid somebody's going to tag you. Right. It might jeopardize your job or jeopardize your relationship. So even... In close relationships, sometimes people won't come clean with what's going on. Why is that stigma? I don't know. Yeah. It's It's been going on for way longer than you and I can even imagine. You know, one of my friends um, who was former uh, American Academy of Pediatrics president said we need to just call it brain health, like yeah. liver health or lung or heart. And we we tried that for a while, but, um, you know, what we need to do, I guess, is allow people to say, I have a mental health issue, and and say, how can I help you? Right. Instead of going, oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, I mean, you think of a lot of the words that we use, nuts, crazy, you know, and, and so that throws a stigma on it, too. Absolutely. Definitely on that. Of course, coming up this Thursday is the Mississippi Thrive Child Health and Development Summit. It is uh, at the Civil Rights Museum, the two museums down in Jackson. Right. I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's lovely. So those of you who have never been to the Civil Rights Museum, um, please uh, come. uh, Visit it. If you can't come to the summit, which I hope you will, um, at least visit the Civil Rights Museum. It's something to really be proud of. Definitely, too. And where can they go to register for that? So we have a website. You can go to CVEN. It's www.cvent.com, and then it's forward slash events Mississippi Thrive. Um, we'll have that posted, right, Michelle? And so you can go to the MPB site and um, look at that under the events area. And I am happy to answer um any questions that you have, if you'll just send them in to MPB, I will get in touch with you if you're not sure whether you should come or not. How many years now have you done the radio show? I was trying to think uh, of that. 
seven? Seven now. Uh, yeah, so yeah. you and I started about the same time. Yeah, we did. You've enjoyed it, haven't you? I have loved it. I really have. This is an incredible radio station. And I want to uh, ditto what Marshall said earlier about I've traveled a lot and I've heard a lot of public radio stations. And I just think Mississippi has one of the best. Yeah, we're very, uh, very fortunate. Yeah, I I'm, do. Not I only do. I mean, to be part of it, but also just to get to listen to it. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy listening to the shows. Yeah, I and, do too. And, I listen to your show too. I even know what time it is. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock on Tuesdays, just to let you know that. I tell you what, their mom and dad might be listening right now, and they really honestly, their child might be exhibiting some behavior, might be really young. They, they don't know. I mean, that's the thing. They don't know. What's the best way for them to get information on early childhood development or to be able to reach out and get some help? Well, well, we have a website. Um, yeah. It's MississippiThrive.com, uh, and you can certainly go to that and take a look. Um, we have um, our Center for the Advancement of Youth, K. I would encourage you to go to to that website also and uh, their phone numbers listed on how you can contact um, go to your primary care provider yeah your pediatrician your is your pediatrician friend pediatrician is your friend and if you are your nurse practitioner or your family practitioner so go to them and tell them they they know resources if they don't we can help with that but it's really important to reach out and if I'll tell you Every every now and then, I heard that a provider reassures and doesn't uh, say, let's go forward. Um, if you still have a concern and your provider hasn't um, encouraged you to go get help, then find somebody who will. That's um, That second opinion is very important. And yes. you have to remember that doctors are not gods. They're good That's people right. and they're busy. Absolutely. And sometimes they make mistakes, except for you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I know. But, but, but I mean, that's true. And I must say, right. at the end of the day, you are your child's number one advocate. Right. And that's your job. That's your job. Yeah. And we spend a lot of times talking to our parents about how to advocate for their child yeah. because sometimes they get intimidated by um, school system or someone else. Yeah, but, that's easy to do. Any yeah. other events coming up? That's the main one that we're really okay. excited about right now. Throw, that website, so more, throw that website out one more time just in case. Yeah, okay. It's uh, cvent.com forward slash events forward slash Mississippi dash thrive. And you will get there. So thank you so much, Susan, Marshall. always good thank to see you. you. I'm glad we got to catch up. This Same has been here. great. All right. Good deal. Well, that's a wrap for today. If you'd like to thank, of course, Susan Butters for being on today. If you missed part of the show and want to hear past episodes, you can give us a call. Uh, well, you can check out our website at mpbonline.org. Now you're talking. Now you're talking is a production of MPB Think Radio. It's produced by Michelle McAdoo. Coming up next, Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit with Dr. Josie Bidwell. And join us next week for more Now You're Talking here at 10 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Y'all have a great week.